have you ever been invited to something? Like maybe a birthday party or a friend's house or maybe even to a wedding? It's fun to get invited to something, isn't it? Our memory verse today has an invitation for you. It's found in John 1.12. John is in the New Testament. It's one of the four Gospels. There's four books called the Gospels in the Bible, and they are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They are the first four books in the New Testament, and they tell the good news about Jesus. They tell some of the things that Jesus did when he was here on this earth, and some of the things that he said. You can read about Jesus' life in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Our memory verse is from the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John 1, 12. So the invitation in this verse is for who? Well, it starts off by saying, But as many. And that means the invitation is for everyone, even you and me. And the invitation is for what? To receive him. Him is talking about Jesus, God the Son. The invitation is for you to receive Jesus as your Savior. And that means to believe with all your heart that Jesus died for your sin and that he rose again. If you receive Jesus as your Savior, what happens to you? Well, the next part of the verse says, To them gave he power to become the sons of God. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, and you trust him to save you from your sin, you get to become God's child. When it says sons of God, that includes everyone, boys and girls. You get to become a child of God if you receive Jesus as your Savior. You get to become part of God's forever family, a member of his family, one of his children. Because God is all-powerful, he has power to do that, to make you his child. Even to them that believe on his name, believe is another way of saying to receive Jesus. If you believe on Jesus' name, you receive him as your savior from sin. John 1.12 But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. John 1, 12. If you are not a child of God yet, then you need to receive Jesus as your Savior. Tell God that you've sinned and believe that Jesus can take away your sin and you can choose to accept him as your Savior. But if you have already believed on Jesus and received him as your Savior, then you are God's child. You are a member of God's family. God wants you to be kind to everyone. In our Bible lesson today, you're going to find out some ways to show loving kindness to others. John 1:12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. John 1, 12. Yes, this is an invitation for you to receive Jesus as your Savior. And if you choose to do that, he makes you part of his forever family, a member of his family, his very own child. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name.
John 1, 12. We have been learning about David, and we know that David is the king of Israel. Now I'm going to tell you about something that happened right when King Saul and Prince Jonathan died. So this happened when King Saul and Prince Jonathan died. The news came. The king is dead. Prince Jonathan is dead. Run for your lives. When the new king and his family take over, we will all be killed. Mephibosheth was only five years old when his father, Prince Jonathan, and his grandfather, King Saul, were killed in the battle. Do you remember that battle? King Saul and Prince Jonathan were in a battle against the enemies called the Philistines. And King Saul and Jonathan had died in that battle. When news came to the people that the king and the prince were dead, the woman taking care of Mephibosheth got very afraid because usually when a new king came to be on the throne and to be in power, they would kill everybody from the old king's family. The woman taking care of Mephibosheth, she was like his caretaker or his nurse. She knew that Mephibosheth's life was in danger because the new king might try to kill him. The people were upset and afraid. They were wondering who would be their new king. The woman who had taken care of Jonathan's son named Mephibosheth really cared for King Saul's family, and she was responsible for this child. She took some of the things that she thought he might need, and then she hurried off with Mephibosheth. The woman knew of friends of the king who lived across the river, and she knew that the boy Mephibosheth would be safe if he could stay with them. Now Mephibosheth was only five years old when his father died, and when his grandfather died too. He couldn't run very fast since he was only five years old. The nurse, the woman taking care of him, she wanted to run with Mephibosheth, and she wanted to go very quickly. But Mephibosheth was too heavy for her to carry, but she tried to carry him so they could run away faster. Suddenly the woman must have stumbled. She cried out as Mephibosheth slipped from her arms and he tumbled on the hard ground. As Mephibosheth fell, his feet were badly injured in the fall. I think that he would be crying. And I could see her saying to him, Don't be, don't be afraid. It's all right. Don't cry. She must have tried to make him be quiet. She tried to comfort the boy. If only she could stop and get help, but there was no time. They had to keep going to escape the enemy, and she began to run again. Poor Mephibosheth, in one day, he lost his family and he lost his home. And now, because of his injury, he would be disabled and have trouble walking for the rest of his life. At last, they got to safety. They went to the family they knew across the Jordan River and they gave him a place to live. Only a few people knew Mephibosheth was alive, and only a few people knew where he lived. 
It was very important to keep it a secret. Mephibosheth's life could be in danger because he belonged to King Saul's family. And usually when a new king came to rule and take over, the new king would kill everybody from the old king's family. That was the custom or the culture in those days. The new king might consider Mephibosheth to be his enemy. Until you become God's child by being born into his family, the Bible says that you are an enemy of God. You are born wanting to sin. And that's why you displease God by your actions and your thoughts and your words. You break God's rules, God's commands by going your own way and pleasing yourself. When you get involved in sinful things like fighting or cursing or doing harmful things to your body, like smoking or like drinking alcohol or beer, you're behaving like God's enemy. Your sin separates you from God. And the punishment for sin is to be separated from God forever. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. Righteous means like perfect or right before God. God says everyone has sinned. And until you become God's child by receiving Jesus as your Savior, you are still an enemy of God. Mephibosheth was a member of King Saul's family, and that family would be usually the enemy of the new king. Mephibosheth stayed in hiding for many years away from the new king, and he grew to be a young man, and later he married and he and his family stayed on the other side of the river, living with a friend many miles from the king's palace in Jerusalem. Mephibosheth made sure never to go near the city where the king might find him. Now, Jerusalem sounds familiar, doesn't it? Jerusalem is the capital city where David built his palace. David had been crowned the king, the king over all the people of Israel. David thought about his friend, Jonathan. David missed his friend. But David remembered that many years before Jonathan died, David and Jonathan made a promise to each other. And you might remember this. We've talked about it before. David and Jonathan promised that they would show kindness to each other's family as long as either of them lived. When you receive Jesus, you become a part of God's family and God wants you to show his loving kindness to others. Now, who are some people you can treat with kindness? You can treat your parents with kindness. You can show kindness to your brothers and sisters, to your cousins, your auntie, your uncle. You can show kindness to your neighbors. You can show kindness to your teachers or your classmates or to your friends or to people in church, if you go to church. What things could you do for them to show them kindness? There's a lot of ideas you could think of. Maybe you could help them at their farm. Maybe there is a new classmate and they don't know anybody. You can be kind to them by being their friend. Maybe your mommy has a lot of work to do around the house. She has to wash the dish and she has to wash the clothes and she has to sweep the floor and she has to do all of these things. You can show kindness by helping her. Maybe you can't do everything, but maybe you can do something to help her. 
Maybe your daddy has a lot of work to do at the farm. You can be kind to him by going with him to help him. God's word says that we who are his children are to do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. That means that we're to do good to everyone. We're to be kind to others, but especially to be kind to people who are also Christians, meaning that they believe in Jesus. They are part of God's family too. When you show God's kindness to others, it will help them to know that God loves them too. God wants you to show his loving kindness to others. And David and Jonathan promised to show kindness to each other's families as long as they lived. Now, many years later, David wanted to keep that promise. So David called one of his servants and he asked his servant, Is there any person left from King Saul's family that I can show kindness to? A servant named Ziba, who had worked for King Saul, was found and brought to King David. And King David asked Ziba, this servant, Is there anyone left of the family of Saul that I can show kindness of God to him? And Ziba said, Yes, Jonathan has a son who is disabled. Well, David said, Well, where is this son of Jonathan? And Ziba said, Oh, you will find him in a place called Lo-Debar. So David said, Well, go and bring him. King David was eager to meet this son of Jonathan. David had loved his friend Jonathan. Now God was using David to show God's love to Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth, remember, is Jonathan's son. God had not forgotten about Mephibosheth. God loved Mephibosheth so very much, and God wants you to know he loves you too. He loves you so much. In the Bible, God says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Thee is a word for you. God loves you with a love that will never stop. That's what everlasting is. It means never ending, never stopping. You are special to God because he made you. He made a wonderful world for you to enjoy with birds, clouds, trees, and flowers, and so many other things. God is also holy. That means he is perfect. He's never done anything wrong. But yet, he shows you loving kindness in so many ways. God wants you to know he loves you. And God loved Mephibosheth and wanted him to know he had not forgotten about him. God was using David to show kindness to Mephibosheth. And now King David was ready to meet Mephibosheth, the son of his friend, Prince Jonathan. Mephibosheth must have been so surprised when somebody came to him and said, King David wants to meet you. He wants you to come to the palace. Maybe Mephibosheth was very worried. Could you imagine being him? Maybe he thought, how does the king know where I live? What does he want from me? I can't be of any use to the king. I can't even walk good. I'm disabled. It might be that Mephibosheth was afraid to go because he thought he might be killed. But he knew he had to obey. So he went to the palace to see King David. When Mephibosheth reached there, he must have been very nervous. And as he came before the king, he bowed low with his face to the floor. And King David spoke kindly to him and said, Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth answered, I am your servant. The king didn't want Mephibosheth to be his servant. King David said, don't be afraid. 
I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. David was showing Mephibosheth God's loving kindness. And in a much bigger and more wonderful way, God has shown kindness to you. And that was by him sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, all the way from heaven to earth so you could have a home with him in heaven someday. Jesus is God the Son. He is the perfect one. He never sinned. He was the only one who could die, and he took the punishment for your sin and mine. Wicked men beat Jesus. They spit on him. They nailed him to a cross. His life's blood flowed from his hands and feet. And why did he allow men to do this to him? He did that so you would not have to be punished for your sin. Because Jesus gave his blood when he died on the cross, the Bible says that even though you are God's enemy because of your sin, you can be reconciled to God by the death of his son. Now, reconciled, that's a different word. What does that mean? When it says reconciled, that means brought into friendship. With who? Well, the verse says reconciled to God. So you can be brought into a friendship with God, into a relationship with God. Having him as your very best friend, having him as your father. Because of what Jesus did when he died on the cross, you can be reconciled to God by the death of his son, by the death of God's son, Jesus. He died on the cross so you can be brought into friendship with him. Reconciled means brought into friendship. You can be brought into friendship with God because Jesus died on the cross. After Jesus died, he rose from the dead. He's alive today in heaven. When you receive him, you can know that your sins are forgiven and one day you'll be with him in heaven. And God's kindness is so great and so wonderful. David was also showing kindness to Mephibosheth and he kept his promise to his friend, Prince Jonathan. David said to Mephibosheth, I will give you the land that your father owned, and from now on you will come and eat at my table. David was giving Mephibosheth land and a home in the palace. David kept his promise to his friend Jonathan. Because of David's kindness, Mephibosheth would now be part of the king's family for the rest of his life. King David called Ziba and said, All the land that belonged to Saul and his family, I will give to Mephibosheth. David told Ziba, You, your sons, and your servants are going to work the land for Mephibosheth. Bring in all of the crops that you raise on the land and bring them to Mephibosheth so he can have all he needs. And Mephibosheth will eat at my table. Ziba said, I will do all that my master the king commands me. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants to work on the land that was now given to Mephibosheth. I'm sure Mephibosheth could hardly believe it. From now on, his life would be different. He and his family would live at the palace. And because David had been kind to him, Mephibosheth would now be like David's own son. Mephibosheth had done nothing to deserve it. But how thankful he must have been for all of this kindness. Although you've done nothing to deserve it, God wants to show his great kindness to you by making you his child. He wants to make your life completely different. John 1.12, which is our memory verse for today, says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 
John 1.12. This verse is an invitation for you to receive Jesus as your Savior. When you turn away from your sin and you trust completely that Jesus died and took the punishment for your sin, you can receive Jesus as your Savior. Your sin is forgiven, and you become His child, a member of God's family. Your Heavenly Father will care for you and make sure you have everything you need. Someday, He will take you into His heavenly home, where you will live with Him forever. Have you become a member of God's family by receiving Jesus? If you've never done that, and you want to do it now, you can tell Him something like this and really truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again and took the punishment for my sin. I receive you as my Savior. Please make me part of your family. Please change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you receive Jesus as your Savior, then he will make you part of his family. That's what God's word says in John 1.12. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.